I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. All right, kicking this thing off. Um, I feel like Beatread was cursed for me. This has nothing to do with the content of the book and if I did it, did or didn't like it. But I, <laughs> I feel that my copy was cursed. I, okay, like I started this book and you had told me that, okay, don't worry about buying it because you could probably resell it. You should see this thing. It looks like it has been through war. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I will say it's a it's a paperback problem because every yeah. time I, I will think that I will buy a paperback and be like, okay, I'll sell it and then immediately rip the front cover off. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, what's a girl to do? Well, like, okay, so I I brought it on my vacation, never picked it up once. But I I mean it made it there and back. As soon as I got back, I lost it for like four solid days. <laughs> Uh, one of the girls spilled water on it. So, like, I there's mildew on some of the pages. Sick. Uh, like, what else happened to this? It really book? is was funny because we both lost it at the same time. Do you remember? Because we were yeah. supposed we set like a hard deadline, supposedly, <laughs> and neither one of us could even find the freaking book, let alone had we like even opened it to read it. Mine was locked in my glove box. Where was yours? <laughs> Um, I think mine was like under a seat in the van or something, or like it, I maybe it was in my beach bag, something like that. I don't know. It also has some uh, zinc sunscreen on it. It's just, it, it looks like a beach read, I guess. <laughs> it has had all of the the trappings. Yeah, it's, it's been there and back again, a uh, rom com tale. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay so, let's just yes. hop right in beach read right. by emily henry sorry if you can hear my ice clinking around in my glass uh oh i did hear that very nice um yes beach read by emily henry this was i feel like really the maybe a 2020 book i've seen it everywhere it's got this really cute like vibrant um almost like a uh, like a bright mustard yellow um cover you see two different people like um, off to the side of course you got the man of the one facing away you immediately know it's like a bit of a um just like you said just like a rom-com it's just like like I knew going in it wasn't going to like change my life but I was hopeful that it would be like a fun something or other to pick up and it actually was it was a lot better than I anticipated I will say I was actually dreading it because I just was afraid that I was going to hate it so much. And once I jumped in, I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, I was such a brat about this book. And even though, because we wanted to do, we wanted to do something really light and like a modern romance because we obviously have been reading a ton of Regency romance, like talk about that all day, but neither of us like love chiclet. And I, it's not like, I feel like I have to, it's just, I, I don't want to miss out on something just because it doesn't necessarily fit what I perceive as the bill for me. And I would say the same thing. It really did uh, exceed my expectations. The book itself is about January and Gus. January has recently lost her father. And it comes out that, you know, they, him and 
uh, her mother had this amazing relationship that she always put on a pedestal and she kind of built her whole life. She herself is a, a rom-com writer, like a romance writer, women's literature writer um, with published novels. And she's put them on the pedestal as like the height of love and romance. And then after his death, she finds out that he had a longstanding affair um, and he has left her a lake house um, in his childhood home, like his childhood town, but that he shared this lake house at least partially with his mistress. And so she's got to go up there. She's supposed to deliver on a book. She's like fresh off a breakup. Like basically her whole life is imploding and she's got to clean out this house. And lo and behold, um, her next door neighbor is this guy, Gus, who she's known in the past. And, you know, when they meet each other, they hate each other and it goes on from there. So, yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is the cover <laughs> you talked about it being like really vibrant i i think we both feel like the cover is an extreme misre- misrepresentation of what the book is like to read um i don't like the cover like after reading the book i'm like i would have i feel like they could have picked something better and i don't even like the title for the book honestly i like okay. with the story tell your tell what happened to you about trying to read this book in public like fully shamed so i was getting blood work done and i i clocked this woman from the moment that she walked in because she's up there talking to the poor girl who's doing the registration and she like vaguely mentioned having a headache the lady dives in i'm no doctor but do you do you eat a lot of dairy (laughs) and she's like actually i have lactose tart well dairy is known to cause migraines (laughs) i'm just like I mean, she was up there talking to her for like 15 minutes and you could tell the girl's like, oh, please leave me be. The first thing she does is turn around, sit right next to me and go, beach read? I go, I just like smiled. She's like, beach read. That's the real name of the book. I was like, it is. I just went back to reading and she's like, hmm interesting yeah i'd never read something called beach read (laughs) just like whoa luckily the late i was like you know what take every drop of blood in my body if i can get away from this woman goodbye i cannot imagine approaching a stranger like this i will agree with her stupid title i will disagree with you and say that i do i like the cover art i agree it doesn't match the book but i still like the cover art for what it is like they they should have actually done a lake house or something but i get it the title's beach read although a beach is not actually (laughs) present within the book so it's stupid but here nor there but yeah couldn't call like they're on lake michigan so they definitely call that going to the beach when you live there but yeah i think it would but the lake house is like that keanu reeves movie (laughs) <laughs> that was taken they just the have to yeah i guess she's at a a bit of a <laughs> what do you call it interpass that's not right yeah and you know Whatever. they go through and like impasse. either neither of the books that they end up writing are beach reads like they're not you know what i mean they're not like light fluffy books anyway i could go on and on all day but what did you think what was your actual rating of the book Okay, so when I was, when, like I said, when I started, I was like, okay, if I get this above a two, I'm going to be impressed. And honestly, <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a solid four because, one, 
I really enjoyed um so big premise of the book is that so Gus they're both authors uh, and they both write entirely different books and they spend like the majority of the book going off on these like fun dates like she does the rom-com dates he does I don't know what is what is his actual it's just what like he literary like, fiction. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember what she even calls it, to be honest. And it's also like a bit like harsh. So like they go off on these different like dates that they kind of prepare for one another. And I love that kind of like fun. I'm like, oh, like that actually is such an amazing idea. I'm like, you know, of the theme. And so I really enjoyed that. The rotten, the humor was good and fresh. It wasn't hokey, all that to say. So I'm going to give it a solid four, maybe a 4.25. Not quite a 4.5, but it, was, but it was really good, and I liked it. That said, would I ever read it again? Probably not, but for <laughs> what it was, I liked it. So, you know. I, I'm i going to give it a 3.75, okay? Maybe like a 3.5. And, and I only say that because even though I enjoyed it in the long run, um, some of the pros I got a little lost in, and I don't know why. I was like, why am I like... Am I not understanding what they're saying? Anyway, there's a little like, there's just weird moments there where she was trying to like say something clever, but it came off strange to me. And it happened enough that I was like, okay, maybe my brain is just like dead. Um, but that's also telling me that I'm not like as engaged in the book as I would have liked to have been. Right. So it could totally be reader error. But the main reason I can't give it a four, even though I liked it, is because I did not get fully invested in the story. I was still like dragging my feet to keep reading it until I was like a solid 200 pages in. So based on the main character, and I'll go into January when we get into spoilers, I probably would have put down the book like a few chapters in. Um, She really took a long time for me to like and yeah so like once I was you know halfway through it wasn't just that I was halfway through it was also like I was connecting to the story so I really did I I picked up the pace and I was able to finish it really fast but yeah it it was good but you know some quirky weird well on this honestly the two of us we we always kind of grade on a curve I feel like Mm -hmm. but like this is you're right this is not our genre like I you're there's like I can read a book with like parts of romance all day long humor all day long but it's just the kind of like light and fluffy stuff that I know so so many women read it's just not really for me so I definitely was the same way I I dragged my feet but once I was even and it didn't take me a full 200 pages once I kind of um got into the storyline especially whenever she started talking more about her father's affair I was really drawn in because I feel like I know of people that have had like a second family and it's been like this big shock and so I was like oh like how is she going to write about this or like how is she going to kind of like tie this all in and and so yeah it's good for yeah you know, what it is I enjoyed it do you do you like rom-coms like movies um yes I do uh, I honestly have not watched one in so many years. I can't even like tell it. My Graham, my husband, literally cannot. He just, <laughs> he just cannot. And so it's like I just never really have enough time on my own to watch one. So I just don't. So like I, I think, guess yeah. But. I think if it's a good one, then I like it. I love a lot of old rom coms, like all the Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movies. I love those <laughs> movies. 
love oh, 50 this first dates. That's right. A that's a classic. And like the wedding singer, it's so funny and it's so cute. Never been kissed. Actually, anything with Drew Barrymore, I am there. That's true. But when I think of more like modern ones that I know a lot of girls my age do like, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, could care mm. less about that movie. Okay, absolutely. I have never seen like, let's see, like Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, um, you would love those movies. I am. There's, I know there's Any, so many more. Have you not. seen like When Harry Met Sally? No, that's what I'm trying to think of. That that's, movie is like art. I, I love it so much. It's so, so I'm not funny. That I don't like it. I haven't seen it. But like, for instance, you know, like you're in, I feel like I'm heavily influenced on like the people I grew up with and whatnot. Like my yes. grandparents, like I spent every weekend with my grandma. She, we always, we did fantasy. Like we would do Lord of the Ring marathons, things. We mm -hmm. never did like a, you know, romantic right. comedy. So, you know, it's just not really. Well, I definitely watched a lot of those as an adult, but I love Meg Ryan movies. I love like You Got Mail. I love When Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite movies all around. But um, so, yeah, I, it's not like I'm an all around cynic hater. In fact, what was that incredible? I think you watched it, too. It has. Oh, my gosh. What is it? It was on Netflix and it was a it has Ali Wong in it. You know what I'm crazy about? Crazy Rich Asians? No. It Which was actually was phenomenal beyond belief. I was actually I, I think pretty about good. That. I watched it the, <laughs> like, the day I was delivering Penelope. I, um, I ended up watching it. It was like one of like the five movies available. And I was like, I love this movie. It was That's like a perfect one for just escapism. I saw it when I was super pregnant with Scout, actually. Um, no, I'm thinking of the movie Always Be My Maybe. Oh, it's um, it's fairly new it's 2019 familiar. and it's ali wong and then another guy wait is that the name. noah centino whatever his name no is. no no no, no. that's to I'm all the boys about? i've loved before and okay. i actually liked that movie i thought it was really cute <laughs> i can't stand myself i've been over here thinking about do you know the worst uh rom-com made recently that i saw everywhere for a while the kissing uh. booth uh, you know I, I refuse to watch that. When I that say the actual no. biggest piece of trash, it was like the worst possible thing. <laughs> the girl also was like 16. So I had a lot of like, I don't want to see <sighs> you like, like right? literally like uh, chugging. What do you call this? Like doing like keg stands and whatnot Please, with your no. boyfriend that you're sleeping with. I'm like, this is, you're too young. Get out no. of here. Always Be My Maybe is solidly an adult movie about adult people. And it is so funny. I don't know if you've ever seen Ali Wong's stand-up. She's actually pretty filthy, but she is hilarious. The movie itself is only rated PG-13, though. So, highly recommend. Jared watched it with me, and we were both, like, cackling the whole time. It was really good. But anyway, let's move on to spoilers. Off this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I... Um, oh wait, should you read it? Should you listen to it? This well, I couldn't tell you. I think this part would have been better on audio, but at the same time, I raced through it because I had the book in person. With a with a good narrator, I do think I would have been more. I, we had this conversation. I really had a crisis with this book because, like, yes, it was cursed and it kept going wrong, but at the same time, like. I am just really pressed for time right now. And I do think you should prioritize reading, especially reading a physical book, because I felt like it's really 
therapeutic in a lot of ways, um, even though I love audiobooks so much. But I just like if it's if it's for a podcast where I need to get it done, like 15, 20 minutes a day is not going to cut it with reading this book. So that was a struggle for me. Um, and I would just lose momentum so quickly because, like I said, I kind of hated on the first like 100 pages. So, yeah, I kind of wish that I had listened to it, but I would never waste an audible credit on this book. That's so rude, like to say waste, but I do. I, if you can get it from your library, Hoopla, Libby, then that would be. You cannot, though. Perfect. I have checked. <gasps> what? I don't believe it's on uh, Overdrive or on Hoopla. I was because I bought the book and I didn't want to because I just was like, oh, I'd rather listen to it. Because I think way. it was on my Libby, but it was like an what? eight week wait or something. Oh, I'll, I'll, that's also I'll fact check wait. myself. I'll fact check myself. But yeah, it's a really new book, so it might not be. It was definitely on Audible, and I'm like, I will never give this book this credit. I mean, honestly, I'm going to say that I agree with that, where it's like, I wouldn't want to waste, if you're paying for it, kind of thing. <laughs> no, and this was like a $7 special on Amazon, and they have it at Target for that cheap, too, so. Not available you know. at my Target, though, so I did search. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> though? This first. is like... And I do think that this book was good. So it is kind of sad that these books are a little bit like flavor of the weekish because I, I told you that was cheap at Target. And then I realized that, that only one Target in my entire city had it. And we have like nine Targets. So I was like, huh, okay. But um, I'm pretty sure the other book, I don't know if it's her book or if it's just one that looks like this book, The People That We Meet on Vacation. It is her other book. Okay, because that one is now everywhere. You know what? I admire these authors, before we go into spoilers, they can Seriously. pop out a book a year. I am honestly like, I will tell you, I literally found myself reading this book and being like, I could write a book like this, couldn't I? Like, could I not write a book like this? I'm sure it's like she says in the book where, like, she explains, like, the writing process a lot. I'm like, okay, it must be much harder. But in my heart, I'm like, I feel like I could do this. But anyways, I would, yeah, maybe I could. More and more, I, I never would have said that I'd want to, like, actually write a book. But more and more, I'm like, maybe I want, maybe I want to write a book. I think I, it's because the books that I love are so meaty and so just like intimidating i would never want to be intimidating an, like a author like you know these people that are writing a, a book a year i would like to write like a single book and have it be like something <laughs> to mark off my check like life list you know mm -hmm. what i mean like write one good yeah. book even if it's not a bestseller because but i feel like i'm like I, I could write a bestseller like i could write to this level yeah. surely you <laughs> anyway. could you could all right spoiler alert actual spoilers this time <sighs> So the main character, January, is a frigid biatch, just like her name implies. And I'm sorry. Like, I know that she's supposed to be damaged because her life is falling apart. She goes through this, like, whole explanation that she used to be, like, the golden girl with the perfect boyfriend in the Instagram life. And But uh, I just really had a hard time relating to her because... Mainly because of her interactions with Gus, to be honest with you. She talks about, like, how Gus and her were kind of um, rivals in college, but their, their college experience only overlapped, like, a year or two. And they weren't really close. 
but she was very jealous of like the way that he wrote and like the accolades he got and felt like he was very condescending to her because she wrote in a different style but when they meet up as adults like and I get it she's going for humor here but some of the stuff that she says to him is so mean and so over the top in like the roasting that I was like I am the kind of girl that like can spout off her mouth and I would never say this to someone it so I about January I never or I didn't process it in the like this like hateful way because you text me right away we're like okay I hate this girl and I was kind of like huh I didn't mind her because I was kind of like okay yes she can be mean towards Gus she obviously has held this like I think she's 29 I believe she's 28 or 29 yeah so she's held this grudge for like eight seven or eight years like it's obviously been like far too long but i was like okay she's endured a lot she's you know her father has not only died but like left her like the trauma of like this other woman and like kind of crashed this dreams around her she's mm-hmm. lost her boyfriend because she can't get her life together she can't write um you know she's like just all around like doing crappy so i kind of like forgave her a lot because she was going through such a tough time but i do agree she was over the top mean and also like i like you said it's in the sake of humor but whenever she's like oh you're just so coldly horny i was like (laughs) that was the main thing i was like excuse me it was said multiple times that i'm like if this is a man that i honestly cannot stand would i would those kind of words in, in, in any sort of like a sexual nature, would that cross right. my lips? Balls it of lit- steel. It lit- right. It literally comes across as like, I really do want you. I don't <laughs> want you to think that I do, but I actually secretly do. You know, so I was like, yeah. okay. There were some other, too much. there were some other disses in there where I was like, if I loathe someone to this extent, I would never see them again. Like, and I can make that happen too. Listen, yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, they are neighbors. So yeah. they are going to be up underneath each other for at least long enough for her to sell this place. So, right. Was, Although, um, you know, later in the story, Gus talks about how, like, actually, I never really did see your dad and his mistress, okay. which I kind of felt like there. was a little bit of a lie. But that, whatever. That, okay. Okay. Well, you already brought it up. So now I have to say <laughs> that was the most bullcrap answer. Yes. Because she meets him within literally like an hour of being at, being uh-huh. at the place. She walks outside and he's outside. And on he is deck. out every single day. He's outside on his deck. So you're meaning mm-hmm. to tell me that a man owned this house for years and you never once saw him. And he lived there for five solid years. Guess Not that. only that, there was like, a big please. Easter egg. Big easter egg and that when she goes into the bathroom there's the revelatories there's his first best-selling book in the bathroom (laughs) and she Um, even comments like what the crap like how dare they and what was also so like he this little like offhanded comments like oh well there's always like like this is a um vacation place there's always people in and out i'm like you wouldn't notice if the same person is there every single time the same car you're i mean this isn't somebody that like lives down the street it's like literally the person next door like i see my neighbors a couple times a week yeah like it was hard okay interesting yeah i mean i warmed to january later and I, again, some things I fault for the character. Some things I'm like, Emily Henry, you need to turn it down a notch because I know that you're trying to make her like super clever and like very feisty. 
uh but it's a little too much for me um <laughs> so she's I'm gotta go ahead oh no i was just gonna say so january's life kind of crumbling around her in some ways was so hokey where it was uh -huh. like like okay all right i really did like this book but one of the things i could not stand so her boyfriend that leaves her his name is like jacques for starters no it's not <laughs> is it not <laughs> please tell me <laughs> what is it <laughs> what? yes it is no, no i gotta not. look it's what is jacques it? it's french it's jacques yes, but you don't pronounce it jacques no you say jacques <laughs> But that's almost worse. He's American. <laughs> He's only a fourth French. No. Oh yeah, his All name is Jacques. <laughs> oh, dad gummit. Well, okay. Listen here. I took Spanish for two, no, three years. <laughs> One second. Well, anyways, anyways, her friend or like fourth. He's a one fourth French. He like only he is he a ER doctor I believe he is yeah he like he exclusively cooks like for her and does like phenomenal meals and like he like she loves his family so much and so she really talks about like how she loses him and like how she's kind of heartbroken by it but at the same time it's like she's like but I didn't really love him yeah. I don't know I just was kind of like wait a minute you're telling me a man. <sighs> takes care of you so good he brings in the money you've been with him she's been with him since college like she knew him at the same time she knew gus and i'm just mm -hmm. like like they live together in the city and like this big glamorous life i'm like i don't know i just found this hard to believe that you're <laughs> like you know what i mean it was just totally like, i would okay. have been devastated kind of thing and she was like i'm sad but i'm not i don't miss him or i don't well, know i was just like i don't know if i was... believe this oh. Part of that I could believe, but I don't believe. I think she's an unreliable narrator there. I think that January is very obviously depressed, whether it be situationally or not. She talks about how she basically used to be like the Instagram girl, and now she's not. And she keeps harping on a few things in her life unrelated to her dad's other, you know, his mistress. Like the fact that, you know, her mom had cancer and how traumatic that was and that she had it twice. Um, also, she's the only child. Right. So like there's that pressure to like take care of her parent and like be the bridge between them or whatever. But specifically, she mentioned several times that like she missed her dream opportunity to go to grad school. And... <laughs> That to me is a problem because she is 28 years old and a published author of not just one book, but like four or five. So wow. I'm just like, oh, well, honey, okay, are you sad that you don't have student debt? Like, right. Like, you have a not, successful career. What, right. what could and she she's do not with a grad degree? Right. <laughs> she's not rolling in the dough, but I'm like assuming that if she wanted to go to grad school, it would have been about writing. And I just don't, she loved the books that she wrote. So I'm like, I think that she's mourning for this thing that she lost, but it's like, it's, it's a little weak to me. I mean, I get it. Like, she's kind of leaning into that, like, everything sucks because I, she's depressed. 
I guess I would have been happier for, for like the boyfriend, like that, that whole thing to be gone. Like just let, let uh-huh. us focus on the dad and the betrayal that comes with that and his death and like all that. Cause I'm like, okay, that to me does feel very believable where it's like, okay, people have affairs all the time and, yep. and it can affect you as an adult. Like she said, she put all of her trust and like, she believed that they live this fairy tale. So like, that to me is like very believable. Cause I'm like, okay, I've known people that I'm like, oh, like, you know, you seem to have this very charmed life and then you find out like oh you you really don't and like that's actual but you know but like too much it's like I'm just trying to add trauma for the drama and I just was not about it well the other my other just like little nitpick thing is that he was an ER doctor he was the same age as her I mean maybe I'll give him two years right I'll give him two years I know someone whose husband is in ER residency right now. If you start at 18 knowing exactly what you want to do and go all the way through med school and your residency, which by the way, when you're in residency, you are broke as a joke. You are making like 50, maybe 60 grand a year, sometimes less than $50,000 a year. Like it's crazy. And they work you like a dog. So their last at least eight years of their relationship, he was probably in med school and then in residency working like freaking crazy hours. They probably didn't even spend that much time together. So maybe it was like she's writing and she's all sucked up into that world and like having some success. He's like at least dedicated to what he's doing. And so he feels like he has a passion. So even though he's working a lot, And then maybe they have these breaks where they're like, and then we go to Paris on our vacation, you know? And like, that's what their relationship is. I mean, I guess there probably are people like that. It's just, I don't know. (laughs) We're talking about like such a small part of the book (laughs) in such a great context, but you know. Well, I'm saying like, that's to me how it would have played out, but she didn't, it was more like, oh, we have like the perfect life. We're with each other 24 seven and we're constantly traveling and constantly like going to bars and concerts and stuff like that. So yeah. And she was, what was she saying? He basically just like couldn't handle her whenever she was depressed. Right. Which is sad. I mean, now that, that actually is something that definitely happens with people but yeah so she's got all this yeah. going on she goes over uh to this little new place i and i really like this idea of like okay you have to go in and like like we've known people that have died and you like when somebody leaves <laughs> do a i life, ever right <laughs> and when somebody dies and they literally leave their life behind like it is a lot it's like a, it's its own job and in the meantime she's also got this added pressure of like her um, publishers and whatnot are like okay like we're expecting something and she's like okay well I actually haven't been able to write a single word but right. she's obviously like okay well I need this money so she's like okay I'll you know I'll, I'll put something together very soon mm-hmm. and honestly <laughs> it would be stressful to me even if you are a successful writer but they mentioned like she she kind of makes a tiny blip on the New York seller list but it's never like number one it's like number 20 or something and so I'm sure she's getting like a decent advance but maybe they'll give her like what 60 70 thousand dollars and then she has to live off that for a year because she doesn't have another job that would be really stressful So, yes, I'm trying to think. So she ends up, she goes to, where does she go? North Bear Lake, is it called? Yes. Yeah, in Michigan. 
Yeah. She goes to this house. She ends up um, rec- realizing it's Gus. She's obviously, like, distraught because of he said mean things to her. Like, she, what did he say? She was, like, a fairy princess or some, I like. Know. I was also, like, wait a minute. Like, now, if he'd have been, like. to be a fairy princess. If he was, like. <laughs> She's right, a troll. Like, <laughs> a bridge troll. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of harsh things he could have said. So, I was, like, okay, that's pretty weak. But here nor there. Right. She, she goes to a bookstore which is owned by Gus's aunt who is unfortunately named Pete. That is another one of my qualms with this book. I'm sorry. <laughs> January. Augustus. Jock. Excuse me. I thought it was Jacquez. Pete. <laughs> There were there were supposed to be neighbors named freaking uh, Sharon and Karen, and it was like, and and they're not, and it's like, and it wasn't even meant to be funny or something. I'm like, what? You know, I, did you is did you get any vibe? Did me. you get the vibe that like Augustus or Gus, that Gus was like low key white trash growing up? Yes, he definitely was. His father broke his arm and was like, right. So it was even. Like, I guess Terrible. it was even weirder to me that they would have given him such a flowery name as right. Augustus Not Everett. Not like Claude. Um, Claude. And his dad, his dad called him Augustus. Like Gus I, is his preferred nickname. I, but but why did he want to go by Augustus on his like like a or what am I trying to say? It was his author name. I was kind of like, yeah. huh? Because he talks about how he hates it so much. I was like, well, why would you ever want to be referred to as that? But I agree. Anyways. But at the same time, I'm like, I guess maybe if I looked at a book and it was like supposed to be high literary fiction, that maybe I would go with Augustus Everett. Right. You, or A. Everett. You know? Right. Yeah. But serious. Anyways. Whatever, so, guys. yes. So, they, she gets invited to um, Pete's Book Club while there not only does she run into gus but she also runs into is it sonia or sonja i don't remember i think it's sonia i think right? it's i i think it's sonia because it's s-o-n see i would yeah i would say that as sonia sonia i know some sonias but that could be southern pronunciation <clears throat> but anyways true. she runs I into um her father's mistress who she actually had met at the funeral she is of course like okay well i gotta get out of here she ends up, but she does stay, I think. I think Sonia ends up leaving. Uh, but that kind of begins her and um, Gus's kind of like real introduction into one another where they kind of, they're talking about their writing. They're both there to write a book. He's writing, was it, I think his original plan was like a cult, um, something or other to do with a cult. And she was there yeah. to basically just put out some, any kind of like fun romance novel and so they both kind of talk about like how they want to they kind of set a challenge up for one another that uh, she challenges him to kind of go outside his comfort zone and write a uh, romance yeah. right and then he challenges her to write something a bit more um dark and so in order to like to do that they want to kind of help each other get in this the right headspace so they agree that Every Friday and Saturday night, um, it's like their nights to get together and hang out. And they're going to, like, one night, they'll do, like, a rom-com activity, whatever she chooses. And then one night, they'll do something that's a little more harsh that he chooses. And so they end up going on these fun little, like, like they're dates, but then they're not dates. So they're going line dancing, which I was actually like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Please, somebody take me line dancing. They're riding uh, hot air balloons. They're 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 doing interviews with previous cult members 
they do some fun little stuff. This is actually where I started enjoying. This is a course where they're like, they're starting to kind of like like one another. I love yeah. the little note idea. The note idea was so fun where they would like, they never exchanged or they didn't exchange numbers to like halfway in the book. They would like write on like a little piece of paper and like hold it up out their kitchen window till the other one saw it. And I just was like, it just brought me back to like middle school of like writing notes to somebody that you're like having like a big crush on and being like, Hey, how are you today? Hope you're having a fun day or whatever. It was very, uh, band girl, Taylor Swift, but I liked it too. (laughs) Don't worry. I, I, once she dropped the super harsh, I hate you junk, then I liked their banter. I thought it was cute. I liked how their relationship evolved. Um, what did you think of Gus overall? Um, so, so the reason I said I would never really like read this book again probably is because I didn't feel attached to either characters. They both were fine. I didn't dislike them really, but I also didn't like love them. The it's we talk we say all the time on this like podcast like how hey, you have to flesh out a character. And while I got the um, idea of Gus, I just wasn't drawn to him. So I was like, okay, he's fine. Like, I know he went through like a sad, um, like he lost his mom. His dad was abusive and he held some resentment for not only his dad being abusive, but his mom unable to leave. Mm -hmm. He kind of felt like less than a lot of the time. He, like, I got right away that, of course, like he had this like secret thing for January back in college right um his he talks they talk found out like halfway of the book that he was divorced and that his wife was like a scumbag that like left him for his bestie kind of thing but i just was like okay like he's he's nice enough he's funny enough i just didn't care for him i just i truly felt like gus was shady like he not he not only withheld information over and over again from january but like he lied like he's a liar because when they first meet i mean he has this whole persona of like i only hook up with somebody one time i don't do romance like i don't do relationships and she's like never you know what i mean right and it's like and even like drop small things like and maybe not even lying as much as omitting information. Like doesn't like Pete's aunt says like, Hey, that's my nephew yes. after they've like all three been together in the same room kind of thing. Where it's like, wouldn't you right. naturally be like, Oh, like, this is like my aunt or whatever. <laughs> and like, so you're right. <clears throat> if you can't tell like small, obvious things like that, it definitely does seem like major mm-hmm. red flag. I will. If I'm going to pull out some Enneagram stuff, he's definitely a classic type five where like, And I know my own brother can be this way where it's like information that is important to other people. They don't automatically connect that. Like, and I say that with like Pete being his aunt, I could see my brother doing something and like me being in the picture or whatever. And like, not even being like, Oh yeah, that's my sister. it like doesn't dawn on him but he would say it eventually and it's not like it's a secret but they're just kind of detached in a way whereas you know someone especially a woman is like gonna tell you all the little nitty-gritty details like that's why i like hanging out with women because i mean 
<laughs> maybe this too goes back with like my husband is like the type of person that will like literally talk your ear off and tell you anything. I'm like, I just could right. never be with a man like this. Well, Jared <laughs> can be, I mean, like to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, I get the thing. Cause Jared, my husband is the opposite where it's like, you know, a few days will go by and he'll be like, oh yeah, I told you about that. And it'll have been like some crazy story at work <laughs> of like the guy that got a hamster up his butt or something that never actually happened. But <laughs> you're like, no, you did it. What the heck? This is, I will say this actually is like Jared. We like was like, like a locked fortress. I remember was like the exact. Oh, yes. He found out two separate times that I was pregnant and didn't tell you for like two or three weeks until I told you first. And I was really like, you know, I was glad because I'm like, okay, I wanted to tell you, but like, wow, like, listen, that in pretty good. If you got a body to hide, you can call Jared Alexander. Meanwhile, and he... me, you, and Graham, <laughs> like, please, front page news, like, our neighbors will know about I it. Know. We will immediately have to spill those beans. I'm just Cannot like, maintain. there's <laughs> like a sacredness there where I'm like, okay. I'm probably going to tell Jared, but That's I won't tell anybody listen, else. I was just fixing to say, if you tell me something, my man knows. My man will know, honey. He, there's something about like a secret to me that's like a titter and like, gotta share, gotta share. It doesn't matter if like it is these smalls. I'm like, Graham, please guess who's pregnant. He's like, I don't even know who that person is. I'm like, but I need to tell you. It's Anyways. like, okay, somebody might know, but they won't know you at all. So don't worry. They've Matter never met fact, you. They will never meet you. The two of us were sharing like some, a little gossipy tidbit about someone we know that Graham has absolutely no idea. And I was literally like, <gasps> I, li- I raced outside. He was outside working his laptop and I'm like, you won't guess this. And he literally was like, of course I wouldn't guess this. Uh, can I he get a picture? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Oh, anyways, well, and good fun. Anyway, Gus is shady, but it sucks because actually, a lot of his character I did like. I thought he was a good foil to like uptight Miss Morose January. I mean, he's kind of depressed in his own way, I guess, but he just kept being so withholding and like kept disappearing for two days or not telling about his ex-why for whatever like stuff like that like, it's too uh, much so they, yeah. they leave i'm pretty sure too they was it after they hooked up that he left for a couple yes. days and i'm like listen there is something about that that does not sit right with me right. it doesn't there is you have crossed the line and at this point i'm like you this person is allowed a little bit of information. If you've expressed that you like each other, I mean, you don't want to have to say like, Hey, I'm going to go divorce my wife and like get this tattoo covered. Yeah. But you can be like, Hey, I'm going to be out of town. I'll, I'll like, you know, reach out mm-hmm. to you whenever I'm back. Or like, I've got some personal stuff coming up. Like it's the like random leaving for me. That is like, it's I common could, courtesy. Right. I could never be with a man like this. I need a little bit of reassurance that you hadn't been like kidnapped and I need to call the law. Yeah. So, Emily Henry, yeah. He, she loaded up Gus with some extra, extra baggage. Like it, it was a little much, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I guess y'all deserve each other because on the flip side, <clears throat> even though Gus was shady AF, January was like the most stubborn person alive where it was like some of it I got but I'm just the kind of person that like I I can't 
my heart is so fully on my sleeve that I can't wait to actually she has this conversation with her best friend about how shoddy is more of like puts it all out there and like she would never wait to call she would never wait to like send that text message of like hey where are you and she I mean even though she kind of wants to she just white knuckles it and just pretends like it doesn't bother her and like puts her phone in a drawer or whatever. Do you know what? I, honestly, this is a true experience that happened like five hours ago. Me and Graham like got in a disagreement about something or other. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like not say anything. Cause I'm mad within like two, <laughs> within like two minutes, I was sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I was like, I've been literally at like a book character. I was like, I'm fixing to have to say something. <laughs> and, and so I was like, you know what? You hurt my feelings by doing so, 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 and so. And it honestly, we talked about it and we got over it. And I was like, you know what? This is what made me think about the Enneagram book where pride mm-hmm. is not my deadly sin. Thank <laughs> goodness. Like I can be prideful, but at the same time, I'm like, I just, <laughs> With, with my spouse or somebody, you know, I live with this man. I'm like, I need to be able to have a like, good communication. Yeah. And so the same with like, like obviously they don't live together, but it's, it's very strange to me. And it happens so often in so many books where it's like, there's a big blatant problem and a character just cannot say something right. or they, they just like have to endure the pain. And I'm like, <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess sometimes it's true to life, but so often I'm like, why? Just why? Yeah. This book is a little more fun, maybe, than normal people, but it definitely gave me the normal people, like, failure to communicate vibes. Yeah. Um, For sure. I'm <laughs> One... coming up on, like, 45 minutes. Go ahead. You had a question? Oh, no. Oh, well, no. I was going to tell you something that stood out to me that was a little bit drove me crazy. So it kept talking about, like, her little wardrobe, oh. um, which can be fun. But this girl's wardrobe was literally band tees and then like one fancy dress and like thigh high boots and for whatever freaking reason this book books you know sometimes like it's it's like an author throws in something they're good at this author obviously knows these like totally old random whoever bands i swear to you she mentioned seven different like, around seven different bands that i knew maybe one band and i'm like who are these people like they were I, a lot of them were very obscure like she literally had I'm an like, ella fitzgerald t-shirt i was like can you even buy if i googled it right now can you buy an like, ella an old jazz singer from decades ago t-shirt you tell me you have a ramones t-shirt or the beatles (laughs) a one direction or a justin bieber i'm i'm buying it but you're gonna have like is this woman spending all her time at the thrift stores and i know she ain't because she's sitting here writing these books and she tells me what her interests are that was one little thing that i was like what is this like this is unnecessary I'll believe her on the Janis Joplin, but I'm not giving her Ella Fitzgerald. I was a little too um, manic pixie dream girl for me with her, like, beaded ankle booties. Okay, Mm. I'm trying to think if, if, did any scenes stand out to you? Oh, oh yes, one did. Yes, let's just, I wonder (laughs) if it's the same one that I'm thinking. Okay, so there's like a triumphant sex scene in this book where they first do it and it is the most, I mean, they were going for the gold in the 2020 Olympics kind of sex. It was crazy. I was just like, this is so dumb the whole time. 
this person's thrown up against a wall. This person's pushed up against a bookshelf. And then she's grabbing her by the hips. And then he's throwing her down on the couch. And I'm just like, this is so what is come happening? on. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, y'all are going to have bruises. <laughs> the bookshelf thing actually kind of got to me because she talks like, I think she turns around and his own books are on the bookshelf. And right? I was like, what? <laughs> like was that weird to you that whole it was i mean it was like shot for shot a very um what's the word it was like very very like we've seen it before i mean watch any like you know stupid smutty tv show and you've probably seen a a very like acrobatic (laughs) that's exactly what it sounds like is exactly what you're saying it's like one of those like she watched a tv show she wrote down the different like okay uh, first in this area then we're going to switch it to this area then we're going to switch to this area and then after you tuck your leg behind your ear right (laughs) we're also in this area (laughs) yeah it was it was very silly okay um that's very that's the exact opposite of what i was gonna say oh what what i was thinking about so he talks about um this cult and he actually at one scene has to go um oh yeah he doesn't i mean i guess he says he has to i keep thinking like what or like what are you talking about he has to go inspect the previous cult site and it actually had burned down and so they have to hike in the woods and it is raining and it's like several hours in and he's like inspecting this like terrible charred remains and at one point like he and like insists that she goes on to the tent and he's like oh, i just like didn't want you to be there and like talks about like the you know this terrible terrible place where like all these people died and like were members of cults and i just was like can you imagine doing this like you and, and then- your man hiking in the woods in the rain I- I, w- what weirdly i mean especially because they really we're on a huge time crunch like they could have left the next day <laughs> exactly but i mean come on the weirder part to me is right after that they kind of shack up in their little tent in their little love nest and that's kind <gasps> oh, of like where they i totally forgot <laughs> finally decide to like be honest with each other and like that they love each other or you know what i mean i think they even say i love you for the first time there or whatever but that was like weird to me like you're literally next door to a creepy graveyard plus i y'all weren't planning on staying overnight so i know that you're soaking wet like laying on the roots and brambles of the ground listen here and you're telling me and kippen and they had to take they had to strip all their clothes (laughs) off they're absolutely freezing like what y'all got even one blanket among you (laughs) do you even have a towel see this is like one of those signs of like it's not very real do you know the way that i would be doing like i am here to say i would be literally like you're taking me home now we are we are walking out of these woods i will not wear these wet clothes like someone i just someone hands me a cliff bar and i literally like <laughs> judo chop it out of there <laughs> that You're dry right. nasty crap like, cliff face. bars and like nuts or something like literally no you're gonna provide me with no food a traumatic day rain right. no sleep wet clothes and that's another thing it said like multiple times they were wake up in the middle of the night to, to uh have sex and i'm like huh 
No, honey. On top of of the fact that she had just been gaslit by him for like a solid 24 hours (laughs) of him being like, no, you can totally come. But, you know, are you sure you want to come? I don't really know if you should, but no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can come. Like, (laughs) okay. All right, guys. That was another Uh, thing, too. She really kind of took that and like, like she's like, okay, I want to go with you. Would you mm-hmm. would you have attended? I'm trying to think in real life where if this was like Graham, like somebody that I like like the beginning of our relationship where I really was like crazy about him. Like I I think I honestly would have been so offended that I would have been like, there's no way I'm gonna go if you've made me feel so sorry mm. about Gordon. Without getting too much into the weeds. I I really have I always read these books and I'm like, okay, Kippen when she was in like dating mode when she was 20 is so different than post therapy kippen of 32 that uh at this ripe old age heck to the no after he had ghosted me like one time i think i would have been like yeah bye been here before no thank you and i feel like january has been in such a long term relationship that maybe it like stunted her a little bit because she was only with that one guy and apparently he was like the golden boy or whatever but immature and like uh i I don't know that i would have done the hike i i actually don't think that i would have done the hike at one some point i would have been like you know what i'm actually gonna stay behind thanks um but i probably would have put up with some of his other crap if I was like 20. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Not that you would. I guess I also am like majorly triggered by this idea of like, <laughs> you don't want me around you. That I would, right. it would have been really like some of the other stuff you're right. I could have put up with, but for you to blatantly yeah. say or say multiple times, you don't want me to be there. That makes mm-hmm. me think you really don't want to be around me. And yeah. I will not put myself in a situation where I'm going to feel like a peon no. and you're the Even- king. Even at my most vulnerable and most stupid, I really don't think I would have gone <laughs> gone on the hike. Um, and I guess they do have like some light conversation. The other thing that sticks out to me in this book and irked me a little bit is they had a lot of like they would kiss or they would be like heavily flirting, like grabbing each other or have an almost moment. And then they'd get interrupted by something. And the scene yeah. would end like a hard end, but because they're spending so much time together, I'm like, y'all really just let that fall flat. Like you were literally minutes from kissing, and then like the doorbell rang because your takeout got there, and then you just retreated to different, you know, sides of the room to eat your food. You're I don't absolutely wrong. Something if it's something like, oh, you have to leave. But you're right. If you're yeah. literally in the same place, I <laughs> and the, it would be different too if it was like, oh, there's other people around, or like the the circumstance changed. But you're in the same setting, or so, oh, we're in college yeah, it and it we're nineteen, right? Right. <laughs> well, t- so I kept the whole time. I kept waiting for it to get back to like the moments where it talks about like how they met or uh, up at a. A fraternity party or whatever and while they were there like they started dancing and they were like grinding on top of each other and it was like mm-hmm. so hot and so I kept being like okay I know what this is here for right I want them to talk about it and it 
it took them until they actually really started like dating one another to talk mm-hmm. about it where I'm like just get here already like I've had enough well January was content to pretend like she had no clue who he was when they first met and he had to finally call her out and be like I know who you are you know who I am <laughs> like get over yourself I actually loved that little throwback to their college days because even though she was kind of mean and like petty, their college selves make sense. Like that little night that they had, that dance that they had, I could totally see that happening and it just being a blip, right? And it's like, whoa, like what was that? And then maybe interrupted. Although he seems more confident than that. So I'm a little, you know, like there's not a huge reason why he wouldn't have pursued her. I guess if she just like, like I said, she's kind of frigid. So she well, really nice him after that. I think in the book, it kind of talked about like he wanted to, but she paid him no attention. So right. he would. So in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm complimenting your work. And she's like, oh, no, you're actually insulting me. And he's like, no, like everybody else sucks, but you're the best. Like, yes, yes you're a fairy princess, but it's in a good way where she's like, you're literally talking down to me. Like, what are you talking about? Listen, January is for sure. Like you can tell, you see them only child from a mile away where (laughs) when when she looks at Gus she thinks he's hot but she like she's very petty about it like she is truly jealous of this man because him and her kind of neck and neck and like getting accolades and that's another thing that like kind of rubbed me a little bit raw because I I don't I'm not a super competitive person. I can definitely like have been jealous in the past, but she just seemed to take it. Like she really held a grudge for this guy who never did anything too terrible to her. And he didn't even seem to care. Sexy evil Gus or whatever. Like I also, the fact that her, it seems to me that she was coldly horny to be honest. she wanted this man so desperately. <laughs> this man was good looking. He mm-hmm. sold more books and, and was like higher up. She definitely yep. was like, she wanted this man. It's, yep. I'm trying to think. And she hated happened? herself for it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm trying to think. So she gets to a point where uh, Sonia is like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I must have a conversation with you. And she brings up like that her dad loved her and like all the letters. And she's like, what are you talking about? That was a single letter. And then Sonia calls her out. It's like, you haven't even read the letter your father wrote to you, have you? And so she finds out that her dad actually had like written a letter to her every year from like the day she's born, like on her birthday until he wrote one uh, preemptively to his dying for her you know, like the last birthday or whatever. And she finds out that he, she finds out about, like he wrote about the affair. Like he wrote about how much he loved her and how much he loved fatherhood, but how life was complicated. And, and he had this affair and her mom had cancer. And like, I don't know. It was supposed to be very satisfying. That for me was not, I did not enjoy the letter part of it. I just was kind of like, you know what? I could have almost talked him up to being like, you know what? I made a big mistake and I still <laughs> loved you more than like me reading like 20 plus letters that he wrote to her kind of thing. Okay. I'm glad you felt that way because I was like, almost wanted to skim through the letters. I was like, okay, can we just pick like the best three? I'm going to tell you the honest truth. <laughs> I picked like about four big birthdays and I only read those and I didn't yeah. read the rest. 
because at the time I thought we were recording, we were supposed to record a different day. So I was like, I don't have time to read all this. And also I can read a few and get the, and get the gist well, of you what totally he's saying. <laughs> you don't need to know about his little childhood scene at Big Bear Lake or whatever. I mean, I get, again, these, these are the kind of books that they want. They want it all. They want the, like the meat and the dessert and sometimes they pull it off and sometimes they don't and that's okay like I'm glad she went for it I'm trying to wrap my head around if that would have given me any catharsis and like forgiveness for my dad because you do get the idea that while they while he did have this affair that it wasn't maybe as long term as she thought it was she thought it had been going on you know for years and years and years and it seemed like maybe uh, maybe six months here and then another blip, uh, some years go by and then maybe like a year or two here. Um, and then it was kind of over. I, I don't I know. agree. I mean, I guess in, in a way you're right. It put it in perspective for her about the length, which does actually, to me at least, I would think it would make a big deal. Yes. But, but ultimately, like, all the things, I guess it just kind of solidified what she always knew, that her father still loved her and even loved and cared for her mother, regardless of, like, what he did kind of right. thing. So, so at the end of the day, I was kind of like, yeah, I agree with you where maybe one nice, thought, well-thought-out letter would have mm-hmm. been sufficient for this story. Well, versus, yeah, and then like, just allude to her reading all these other letters. But this also brings up how... I just would have been so, and she was, like, I would have been really upset with my mom, who just completely shut down and refused to talk to me about it. Like, how selfish. I get it, it, where it's like, it's her big trauma. But I also, I guess I say I get it, but then again, it talked about, like, how the mom knew about this woman, and, like, like before... And I just kind of was like, if she was com- comfortable enough to stay with her man after knowing right. what happened, you kind of think that she would, especially by the time he died, kind of be prepared, at least in some small degree, to kind of be like, you know what, this is why I stayed. Or, yeah. you know, something. That kind and of- stick up for yourself. Like, you know what, honey, right. you can think whatever you want, but me and your dad, we actually did have an amazing relationship and I was able to forgive him and like this is why or whatever I here's a life lesson people if something like this happens in your life and you try and cover it up it will always come out always at some you know what there have I feel like even been things that like you find out through like genealogy like you know what I mean where it's like even if it's not known for many many years like so and so so had a child with another woman and you're like what excuse me like it will totally. oh, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to think. think of something I thought it was wild that this book ended with a proposal um I did not not see it coming <laughs> I'm like I, I saw it I was like real we're gonna go here i was surprised because they only dated like nine months where i I really hope this culture it's kind of a thing (laughs) outside of our Uh you know bubble it's not a thing i don't believe but you know i guess i guess they're um early 30s or he is and so it's like but he just was divorced. Uh, he just he, got know. divorced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even then, his divorce was finalized. 
because she wouldn't sign it. His what was, like little pixie wife wouldn't sign it. What was it. more weird to me were things like Kayla, aka his best friend Markham, who he was roommates <laughs> with, who was his divorce lawyer. There were several mm-hmm. like weird ties back in that I was like, okay, I this the best friend could have been separate from the lawyer. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. things that was unnecessary. Well, Emily tried to go hard on the shoddy January relationship and be like, oh, I have fallen in love. It was when I met you, shoddy. Like, and uh, I get what she was going for, but we literally had a handful of text messages from shoddy. Right. Right. And, and so. one, I will say I did like that. She came in and kind oh, of yeah. like, it's like, okay, we're going to, when she talked about the, um, the cereal bowls, like the crusted cereal <laughs> bowls and like how she'd had to scrub them. I was like, actually, you know what? I've never read about this, but I've experienced this moment my whole life. So thank right. you, uh, Emily Henry. But yeah, I did like her character, but you're right. It was like, I did. I, I could have done without her because more. she was never present or and like she those was- stupid names for the, yes and i thought it was so sad that she gave up that week or whatever that she was supposed like fourth of july and then she ends up like breaking up with a guy later i thought for sure they were gonna like gonna get married like this was gonna be the one that stuck so well there was like a weird scene where it's like oh i'm I'm, i know he's gonna leave me or something rather and i was like who are these women that are like i'm you know i'm saying like invest so much in a man that they're like positive that's not gonna give forth anything who is this man that is like telling you all these romantic things and taking you home to meet his family? That actually seems like a good reason to start falling for someone. That's very true. But I don't know. Uh, and sharing a bedroom <laughs> with the sisters. I was like, yes. Man, relatable. Um, it was a good book. And it I honestly I just had a lot of fun chatting about it. Um, I did talk to one of my friends who said that they picked it up and she's a big rom-com girl and she had she didn't finish it she's like it didn't grab me really so if you think that you might like it just get through that first hundred pages that's what i would say january needs to thaw a little bit january and june or whatever i will say i tried so hard (laughs) to find that dang song my alexa i was she just could not find it for me she kept playing any and everything else but yeah it was a good book it was fun there's a lot of weird um references to obscure you know artists Uh that perhaps you won't know but yeah she kept it pretty light she kept it funny um gus and her worked out in the end oh i was gonna tell you this then i will say there was a point and i cannot even remember where i thought they were going to separate why did i think they were going to separate i think i right whenever he was telling her that like he i think he started off by saying like he couldn't be with someone or something or like mm-hmm. that and yeah. then i was i actually was like you know what i feel very good right now if he like leaves her because i'm like you know they're just not meant to be and then he immediately was like except for you january i'm meant to be with you i love you and i was like you know what? I can't believe that I felt the opposite way. But I did. No. It makes a lot of sense, though, because, like I said, Gus is heavily laden with baggage. And I'm sorry. You don't get over not telling anybody jack squat about your life in, in even nine months without some heavy therapy. Like, no amount of love melts that icy cold barrier that you have built up. Like, that God. takes... And- 
a lot of work. And he was st- like that day, I believe he was still telling, like unpacking things. Like I just went to go like get officially separate from my wife. <laughs> he did. I don't even think he told her about what the wife was trying to say to him other than like, she wanted to get together. Like that's a whole scene we didn't even discuss. Oh it was like out of left field, like his wife showing up, like there was some, and some big stuff happening. out of a seven year relationship. Right. But they do, you know what? We didn't even say they did end up writing their um, books. They both they sold. They both made some money. And she apparently turned out a couple more after that. So I and got a proposal. So when it comes down to it, even if I didn't super connect with either one of them, like I said, they kind of deserve each other. I do. I did buy that they would like each other. They have plenty in common. They're good foils for one another where they're pulling out like positive traits in the other person and challenging them a little bit so that that's what made the book fun for me yep sorry that was a long long time i'm just sitting here thinking like what else is going on in this book i guess that's about it it was good and i see that there's like no 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 no. i'll put this in my little library for sure um good thinking i actually was trying to think do i want to send this to somebody or put it in one of those libraries i'm not sure i just saw that there's a pull quote on the back cover by christina lauren <laughs> yes she's into- it's exactly the way they're talking about i will say this was maybe my favorite part of the book is she talks a bit about the writing process mm-hmm. and about like you know you find an- another author to kind of like give you quotes and be like oh great book honey or right. you know some whatever <laughs> some little fun blurb trying to like get somebody else to buy your book i that was maybe the best part about the whole book was kind of yeah going into the writers uh but if you brain. like christina lauren then you'll probably really like this book and i actually thought it was way better than the christina lauren book what we read absolutely agree more believable uh better writing better yeah. jokes more complex story too it was good yeah all, right. all right i think we've said all we can say <laughs> done our damage (laughs) okay um and with this we wrap up season three Uh, now we are going to publish our season four um reads on our instagram page but i'm pretty sure if you want to read along with us we're going to talk about um the first two books will either be um a corn of thornton wrote a court (laughs) of thorn and roses or it'll either be um nothing to see here by kevin wilson so if you want to follow along, be sure to read one of those. They're two totally different books. So do you want contemporary fiction or do you want fantasy? You got your choices. Yep. And we've got another Bridgerton breakdown coming up in just a couple of weeks. That's right. Just so, as a bonus. Uh, yes. Get ready to hear. And we will be going ham on those. And you'll hear a lot more um, <laughs> positive reviews and less rage-worthy reviews. So tune right. in. Good night. this has been one page more thanks for listening please leave us a five-star review (laughs) (laughs) it sounds good